Hello and welcome to the Inside Dish, where we explore the culinary, distillery, and the winery arts in and around the Lehigh Valley. I'm Mike Dravenstadt, host for your gastronomic tour of the region's amazing food and beverage scene. I'm here with Melissa and Eric Smith from Richmond Farm and Brewery, a craft brewery and restaurant right outside of Banger in the Slate Belt. Melissa and Eric, welcome to the Inside Dish. Thank you for having us. Your relatively new operation starting in 2019, correct? Right. What led you to open a brewery and how'd you end up in your location? We purchased this land to build a home on it and I was totally against buying the farmhouse and the, the rundown barn but just wanted first dips if the owner ever wanted to sell it to please let us know and lo and behold two years later he wanted to sell so we ended up buying the farmhouse and the rundown barn and not sure what to what we were going to do with it but we did just to have the whole whole farm so we have the whole farm now and then we would go to you know see our daughter in Austin Texas mm-hmm. and that's how we came up with the idea of taking this barn and restoring it and bringing it back to life so when you bought the property in the barn, it wasn't in your mind like, hey, let's open up a brewery and a restaurant. No, not at all. We actually were going to tear down part of the barn because it was that bad. We wanted it more for storage. Uh, we do a little hobby farming, mm-hmm. some equipment we have, and it was probably three years, well, 2017, 2018 is when we decided to fix the barn, put a new roof on it, and that's how we started. And was the whole idea with the brewery is that you had gone to visit your daughter in Austin, Texas, and it kind of got into the craft beer scene there? Yeah, she would take us to wineries and breweries on the outskirts of Austin, Texas, out in the country, and there was a barn that looked just like ours. And I had said to my husband, I said, could we ever do something like this with our barn? And I said, Bangor really needs something like this. I said, that's a pretty big leap. I mean, I, I like to go to breweries and wineries and everything, but I've never thought to myself, hey... Let's just open one. <laughs> so well, how, how'd that happen? How long were the discussions and back and forth? Did you kind of convince each other or how'd, they, how'd that go? We, we actually, we also have a machine shop. So we had a girl that was working for us, which is our brewmaker, that had a lot of experience in in She's wine now making. our brewmaker. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's in winemaking and distilling. So we um, asked, kicked the idea of seeing if she wanted to come make beer. So the farmhouse was vacant. So for one year straight, on Fridays, she would go to the farmhouse and make beer. And come we up with a little, recipes. We bought a little 15-gallon system. Yeah. And she would, basically a year, she spent yeah. making sample beers. And that's um, how we started. And she's also from Bangor. Went to Bangor, graduated from Bangor as well. Her name is Maria Sebastianelli. She's very humble, kind, creative, talented. She has a wealth of knowledge between distilling, winemaking, and now brewing beer. She comes up with some pretty creative beers for us, which we're very thankful for. Yeah, we'll get to and that. And she also makes birch beer and root beer, too, which has gone over very well in the restaurant. And people look forward to the root beer floats with that as well. Well, and you did most of the work on the barn and building the brewery yourself. Yes. 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 And if we needed help, we would hire locals. We tried to keep everything locally. Took us three years. Okay. To once we started the roof, it took us three years to restore the barn right. to where it's at now. Yeah. Right. But we went through during COVID too, so we construction went to a halt with our engineers and everything in 2020. So we were shut down for a little bit. So that took us a l- little bit, 
but the township and the LCB let us open up outside in 2021. We were able to open up outside, outside only with selling beer and food. So we'd have to carry out our, our beer into a tent uh, and carry out all our food under a tent and pray that we had nice weather. And then we'd have to carry it all back in at the end of the day and clean and sanitize everything and take it back out again the next day. And we did that up until October, the end of October. Right before it got cold, thankfully, our tap room was done and ready to open. So we opened our tap room in October of 2021 with a full restaurant. And then Shortly after that, we realized that we ran out of room in our little kitchen, and we had to expand our kitchen already. Like, we had to, we opened up, and then it just got so busy. We're so thankful, but we couldn't fit any more chefs back there or anybody to help. So we had to now think of another plan, and that was where we're going to put the next kitchen and, and all that. So... Things are running smoother now that we have expanded and have the bigger kitchen. Our head chef, Phil Ruggiero, is fantastic. He handles the food part of it. And then we also have uh, Mike Kennedy, who's our sous chef, and then two other cooks in there as well. And they come up with some pretty creative dishes, and customers look forward to seeing what's on special, what their specials are going to be from week to week. Well, talk, talk about that taproom experience, because it's I've been in there and it seems like you've done a nice job of kind of holding on to the kind of the heart of the, the barn and this kind of rural experience. Talk about kind of what's it like? What's the environment inside? It's like rustic. Like we like rustic things. That's part of our thing. We like to have projects going. And I feel like Eric always has like three or four projects going at one time, always on to the next project. So like we wanted to keep the style of the barn. It's it's round in around roof and we wanted to make sure we kept that and we wanted to try and keep as much as possible from back in the 1900s when this barn was built and just restore it to its original but of course you know we have to deal with township and labor and industry so we have to bring it up to codes right. because you know it's going to be commercial and all that so but we were able to keep the roundness of the barn and still make it look rustic like it did and the try and make like a, the old barn floor. And I have some things uh, around like the old stanchions from where the cows were, milk cans. Yes, it's a, it's a very warm experience walking in. I mean, you have brewery, you know, almost 30 different breweries in the Lehigh Valley. It does feel very unique when, when you walk into your place and very kind of, kind of rustic and warm. We wanted it's that. It's more of a one, I think it's more of a one of a kind for breweries, for sure. That's what's kind of neat about it. Definitely. But let's talk a little bit, when we talk about breweries, let's talk about the, the beers. Uh, do you have like some core or flagship beers that you offer? Um, and then maybe we can talk about either some seasonal or some other uh, more creative things that you do. Sure. Our flagship beer is our Mosaic Masterpiece. It's an IPA. It's fruity. It's smooth. And then we do some light beers. We try and have some for everyone's palate. Our lighter beers seem to be popular too. And then we have a lager gone country we have fun naming our beers as well which some of them are beer are farm related mm -hmm. some are named after some animals farm animals or pets besides ipas brown ales porters yeah that maple vanilla porter i had there yeah. was really nicely done yeah we just did something fun collaborated with glow up candles and they made candles to reflect the scents of our beers so we have a maple vanilla porter candle so that was something fun that we just collaborated with. 
our brewmaker Maria has collaborated with Violet Vintage Wine Company, and they made a giggle water, which is a hard seltzer. Okay. And that's fun. We have that on tap in our tap room. And then we also have, she collaborated with M&M Vineyards, which is right next to us. They're our neighbors, and they did a vin beer, which is something new to the industry. He brought us grapes, fermented, and she ran it through our system and created a beer from the Cab Franc grapes. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, and then what kind of food do you have available there? What, what do you offer? We offer um, a wide variety of things, something for everyone. We have shareables like sheet tray nachos, quesadillas to salads to entrees. We started a steak and ale on Thursday nights, an eight-ounce strip steak to salmon, scallops we had over the weekend. They sold out on Friday, and thankfully we were able to get more for Saturday. <laughs> We're known for our pulled pork and our Richmond Richmond burger. It's still like our number one seller all the time is our Richmond burger. Well, a burger and a beer. I mean, yeah. you can't go go wrong with that, right? Yep, and our hand cup fries and our oh, and we're known also. Uh, people love the beer, bacon, jam fries. Okay. And what role do you see Richmond Farm and Brewery? I mean, you mentioned community, community a lot of times here in terms of working with people and everything. Do you, do you see it also as like a, a welcoming place for the community? A lot of community members coming up there. Absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Our community has been so great to us, and, uh, you know, they come back week after week, and we're always getting called to be a part of their events, or they have their events at our place, so it's really nice. Well, I think also, I mean, the Slate Belt, you kind of have a, a tighter community there, um, you know, between the, the towns that are up there, and to me, it, the, given the, the environment just being very welcoming and the fact that just it's a natural human thing to come around with, you know, have a have a pint together or have something to eat together. It seems like that's something that you're offering that maybe before 2019 wasn't quite there. Right, and we're trying to form, well, we have formed the Slate Belt Trail where you can go from us to Hardball Cider to M&M Vineyard to Stone Lake Winery to Tolino's Vineyard to Franklin Hill Vineyard to Clever Hill Girl Winery, Clever Girl Clever Girl, Girl yeah, they've been on our show. Yep. Yeah, wonderful. And Allegheny Creek Brewing Company as well. And we're trying to form something so that, you know, they can just go around or get like a little tour card or something and hit us all. And we do have Pocono Day Trippers does bring people around to us as well. So we're very thankful for that. That's great. In terms of coming up with the different beer styles, is that something you totally leave with Maria or is there collaboration with the the both of you and other people on the team? Sometimes, um, like, we'll, we'll come to her and we're like, hey, Maria, what do you think of this? Or, but most of the time, it's, it's, it's her ideas. Like, she does come up with some pretty creative things. She likes to take whatever and inject it into her beers, and it's so cool. Now, do you have a favorite of the beers? I'm mainly an IPA guy. Mm-hmm. I, love, I like the IPAs. The stronger, the better. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the hoppy, I like just the hops. is mm-hmm. very, very good. Maria, yeah, Maria, she comes up with all this stuff herself. Or, you know, sometimes we ask her to, could we try to make something like this? Or, but mainly, it's it's her, it's her mm-hmm. knowledge and whatever she wants to try to do. And if they're good, just keep doing what you're doing, right? right. Yeah. And I've, I assume you've expanded far beyond that original equipment. We actually, believe it or not, we are still in a one-barrel system. We've talked about trying to go to the next size. We have enough to support our tap room. So if we decide to go bigger, then that would require 
trying to hit bars and restaurants, and that's another, another animal. We're just basically making sure we can just take care of what we have. We do supply a couple restaurants, and we're very thankful that these restaurants took us on right from the beginning. In 2019, we got our brewer's license, and we were able to start selling to bars and restaurants. Uh, started doing that, so Five Points Bar and Grill, the Richmond Hotel, and Derail Tap House were the ones who took us right off the bat. So we still supply those three, and uh, we're able to keep up with that. And that's through self-distribution, yeah, right, as opposed to working self. through a distributor. Yeah, yeah. right. So, yep, yeah. And then do you think there's um, a difference in experience um, for people coming to the brewery, having a brewery that's in more of a rural area or on a farm compared to, you know, breweries that are like here in Bethlehem and Allentown or Easton or even in a town where when you're, you're going out to this location, it's a little bit remote, but at the same time, I mean, beer's a farm food. Right. I mean, it's, it's grains, it's hops. Yeah. Um, no and, farm, no beer. Right. <laughs> That's the bumper sticker, yeah. right? No farms, no yeah. beer. Let's talk a little bit about what, what the experience is, how it's different than what people might get if they come to a brewery in a, uh, in a city. We like to say, come on out to the countryside. It's very family friendly. Um, sometimes we have some farm animals around and we have a little stream that goes through our property that kids like to play in the, in the stream. Outdoor seating and inside seating nice and inside as well um, we have you know games for kids and, and adults to play while they're waiting or enjoying dinner we generally see people staying for longer periods of time because you can be outside you're not and confined to a certain spot you have to kids can run around and play or and the parents can you know eat and the have, kids are entertained yeah. Or, yeah well it's the luxury of having some land yeah. Um, as opposed to being you know, constrained to a, a city block or a, a building and sidewalks and everything like that. Right. Yep. And farm animals for petting for the kids? Um, from time to time we'll have them. Yeah. We used to have some on site. Um, our daughter uh, took all her animals with her to her farm when her farm got, a house got done. What are the plans for the brewery and the farm for the next uh, four or five years? We, we might finish off some more. We get a lot of inquiries about parties and you know, room rental fee, I mean, room rentals I should say. And so we're, we're Just, trying to expand part of the building to, be, to utilize that. To be able to have, we have another 200, another 100 and some feet to go. So we're gonna see about doing that so that we can, so that we could offer more events, uh, bigger events. And if people wanna track you down on social media, how can they find you? Yes, um, Richmond Farm and Brewery, we're on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram. And website? And our website is Richmond Farm and Brewery as well. Awesome. Well, Melissa and Eric, thanks for joining us here at WDIY. Thank you Thank for you. having us. I'm Mike Dravenstott, and this is The Inside Dish. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.